This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Where am I? Welcome to... Merrickville. Welcome to Bloody Friday, Sydney. Yeah, get an earful of that. Pepped up on coffee. I've got my mate Cam Knight here. It's going to be a big afternoon. And it's your birthday tomorrow. That's it amazing. Is. It is. I turned 44 tomorrow. Yep. And I got the special Triple M tradition today, which is you get a, a dog cake. Why did do you, you see? A, yeah, I did. You, you gave it a good lick. What do you get a dog cake for? <laughs> I did. You give it a lick. I'll just explain. Uh, yeah. Leave it for Cam for a second. Uh, okay, so here at Triple M, if you're an employee yeah. and uh, it's your birthday, mm-hmm. um, somebody goes down to the, uh, the Asian bakery downstairs, right? Mm-hmm. And they do these incredible dog cakes. And it's just right. all crazy. Cream, weird, they're, they're, and they look like a poodle, right? And they look wrong. Like yeah. you, you'd never want to eat it. And it didn't look like a cake. It looked like something a poodle would do in the park. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, you get the, the dog cake. Mm. Everyone always gets a dog cake. And then the tradition here is at Triple M is that you have to <laughs> give it a lick in <laughs> the hole. Bum that... hole. You create a bum hole with your tongue. Good. That's, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that yeah. that's a, that's a solid, yeah. and, solid tradition? And what was exciting today yes. is that uh, it was a double lick bum hole day because <laughs> it was also um, producer Sam Ugly Phil's producer's mm-hmm. birthday. It's her mm-hmm. birthday tomorrow as well. So, yep. right. so we got to see. It's it's like a it's but like a got, full moon. She, she, got, she, got a vanilla one. she had her vanilla she, one. She had right. a vanilla one. I got the I got the brown. Yeah. yeah. You went to brown town on a brown It was double brown. brown, brown. Brown, brown, brown. Cam, it's very rare you see a double lick. Oh, that's good. It's fortunate. Right. Yeah. Part of a special It was a bit weird. When I was licking it from behind, you ran around to the front lane and took your pants off. That was a bit much. Yeah. Like, and I'll put on, a mate. photo up on our Instagram page if anyone who wants to check that out of Mez okay. and All his right. dog cakes. So. It got a bit NRL. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 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 Wouldn't expect any less. There's other stuff on the show today. <laughs> oh, Mitchell Pierce has brought a cake. Comedian Cam Knight with me this afternoon. Now, Cam, I know you were listening to the show yesterday. I was. You were yeah. sending in some tweets and yeah. uh, and commenting on it. Uh, but we did this thing, which was we talked about games you play when you're having a few beers. Yeah. Now this is not like drinking games because I said this yesterday. I, I really I don't like drinking games. Sculling games it reminds me too much when I was a teenager and I had some. Bundaberg rum come out of my eyeballs. Oh. Have you ever spewed so hard you've had liquor come out that's, of the that's corners the Queensland of Queensland citizenship no, test? No, I've never isn't done it? that. I've never. Listen, no. listen to this. I've done this before, right? This is no joke. I can breathe through the corners of my eyes. What right? you, you're an alien. You're a fish. So I'll cover my mouth and my nose and then listen to this. This is through my eyes. Oh, right? God. He's listen. Okay. Great radio. Did you. Oh, can everyone hear that? You should play tunes. You should go on Australia's Got Talent if that comes back and no, just no, play tunes no, through your no, eyeballs. No, 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 I'm waiting for Australia's Got No Talent. Yeah. And, then, and then I'm going. Shove a recorder up there yeah. to your eyeball and play your yeah, recorder through your eyes. A flute. <laughs> a little baby flute. Yeah, so totally. I once had Bundaberg. Um, come out there. That yeah, way. so it was tears. I had tears of tears alcohol. Of booze. It, it all went horribly wrong. Yeah. So I don't like drinking games. What were we talking about? Drinking, drinking games. games. <laughs> we're actually talking about drinking games. Mary Quart, <laughs> tears of alcohol. That's the biography. That's it. I <laughs> haven't I haven't had a drink for nine months, so I don't have fun anymore. So, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like, I was listening, I was liking it. I used to play a game with some friends of mine whenever we were at um, a music festival, like the big day out or something. Mm. And um, we used to play a game called Down Mr. President. 
And what we would do is, uh, oh my god, myself and my friend would <laughs> oh, go up and good. we'd flank somebody. You're a stranger, right? And we'd get on each side of that stranger, and then one of us would pretend to be an FBI, reach up to our ear as if we've just got a message, and then scream, "Down, Mr. President!" And oh, then you... tackle the person in between <laughs> us as if they were getting shot, <laughs> and then we'd get up and run. <laughs> we just how did you not get your head? Mate, we nearly did a couple game. of times. Where we <laughs> bolted. We hit up a tree one time. <laughs> <laughs> to get away from somebody. Did you ever consider yeah. that, that, A, that was terrifying, not yeah. very funny to anybody else who's no, there? Yeah. It, yeah, it, not at all. But, was, you know, it was a drinking game. But you don't care about anybody else when you're playing these games, okay. apart from yourself. So uh, yesterday I talked, <laughs> about, yeah. I talked about catfishing, which is, I know it sounds really dumb, but when you do it, you'll realise how incredible it is. You get a mm. piece of fishing line, you remove the hook and make sure that you've got a little bird feather on there with yeah. a weight at the end of it, yeah. and throw it out on the lawn, and then just slowly drag the cat in. And you just love it. You're just love it. working that rod. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. Now, my rod. Your rod. I only use my rod. Your, yeah. It's a big Shakespeare, that one. <laughs> <laughs> we had some great calls yesterday talking about this. Will, in Wollongong, have you invented a game whilst you're drinking? Fire tennis. You douse your tennis ball in some uh, accelerant or some fuel and, uh, and you, uh, you have a game of tennis. Jason and Narrabeen, g'day, mate. Similar to your game with cats. We rig up with a, uh, a sinker and a swivel and we put a 20 on the hook. We cast that out onto the path and with a swivel on it flutters around nicely in the breeze and we just um, watch the people come around and spot it and then we just start pulling it up towards ourselves. The closer you get the people before they're aware what's actually happening, that they're the winner. Yeah, you're human fishing, Jason. How good is <laughs> that? Good. We got yeah. so many calls here, so we couldn't get through them all. So we said we'd do a part two because it is Friday. People yeah. are gonna, they're looking for something to do on the weekend. This is an expensive city. Now you've got to do drinking, but you can't also do entertainment. Sometimes <laughs> you true. Just, do you know what I mean? It's true. This Where is cutting costs. Money? This is great. Exactly, Sydney. Yeah. You've got a bloody mortgage. Yeah. You're paying tolls. Yeah. We're going to make it cheaper for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Lockout laws. Just stay yeah. at home. You don't even need to go out. Yeah, exactly. Have your fun at home. Exactly. Yes. Now, your entertainment is cruel to the animals or other humans. <laughs> we'll figure it out. One triple three five three part two. Games you can play when you've had a few. Give us a call. Taking your calls on one triple three five three about games. People can play when you've had a few. This, of course, is not drinking games, not sculling or anything like that, but games that you can play when you've had a few drinks. And I've forgotten one of the greatest ones of all time until, until the song, right? Now, I say that I invented this. Right. Some people would dispute it, but they're wrong. Karaoke. <laughs> Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> AFL football. <laughs> no. I, um I played a game called Pegs. I invented a game called Pegs, Pegs right? right? And I'm telling you, this is the most fun that you can have with your mates at a barbecue. Okay. Have a few cans, mm -hmm. go to a clothesline, yes. get the plastic pegs, mm -hmm. and then very, very gently attach one just to a piece, a piece of clothing on another person. Somebody else, that's yep. great. And target. see how long it lasts. Last on there. And target one person, right? Fantastic. And what it is, it's because you get your other mates, so you just go, oh, let's get Greg, right? Yeah. Everyone has to attach a, a peg to Greg. And it's like Jenga, because if Greg finds out that you're the person attaching the peg, if yeah. you're the one who gets rolled, yeah. you've you've basically broken the game, <laughs> right? But what it is also too is it's encouraging passive bullying. <laughs> <laughs> you know Which what I'm saying? Which is good. It's good. Well, I, I'd that's like to get the kids 
Well, I think you should get the kids around to yeah, see it. Just to so, show you how kids, to be a man. Kids, yeah. fully this, I mean, in the dream world, this would become part of the syllabus. That's right. Exactly. That's what you're doing at school. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And if you can, mm. it got so it got to the point. We used to do this at every party, the point where people were just constantly paranoid checking, checking themselves for pegs. Yeah? yeah. So then what we did is we started, we started going to parties nude. Oh, it was good. Oh, pegs it. Oh, it's a foreskin. Oh, it's unfortunate. Oh, Friday. Let's, get, let's Friday. maybe get to some goals. Having said that, having said that easy attachment. <laughs> Very easy. Yeah. <laughs> Hard, Hard to, to miss. Hard <laughs> to get it on a helmet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's Friday. Adam and Blakehurst. Hello, mate. Hi, how you going? Very good, mate. Drinking games. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a drinking game. We take the kids down to the park and play uh, Ibis Roundup. Oh, oh, I don't know what it is, good. but I love it. This is good. What do you do? Yeah, so you, you pick an Ibis yep. and you have to... Um, Locate a, an obstacle course, and you, that kid's got to road, got to um, corral the ibis around the around the course. I love and it this, can't, and, it, and it can't take off. That's fantastic. I love that. I love it. See, the thing is, Adam, if you're having a couple of cans, right? If you're just down the beach or you know anywhere yeah. like that, and you're having a couple of beers, that's a drinking game. Yeah. Just go, mm. kids. Oh, definitely, definitely. What about? Could you do it with like uh, like make a trail of food so the ibis follows it, and you make it around. walk over oh, things? That's, that's great. great. Yes. That's... Oh, when you when you're behind the ibis, it has to turn its head to see you. So every time it turns one way, you know it's going to go that way, and then you turn the other way, come around the back of it like a like a um, cattle dog. We finally yes. found a yeah. use for the bin chicken. This is yeah. finally a good thing that's for the bin chicken. It sounds yeah. like remember the the sheep herding they used to it have is. on the ABC. Yep. Yep. This could be a it televised could be event. A televised event, absolutely. That Best in be shows. Cool. And then people start beating, breeding dogs specifically for rounding up bin chickens. Yeah, no, no don't get use the kids. You've got to use the kids. They yeah. need yeah. to be entertained yeah. as breed, well. Breed children. Breed children yeah. to round up bin chickens, up bin chickens. And then we can sit in the park and drink more. Uh, those yes, kids are it. all called Troy and they're never allowed to go to school. <laughs> Troy. <laughs> Troy. And he's covered in pegs. <laughs> <laughs> Dean in Bexley. Good day, mate. Hey, boys. How you doing? Very good, good indeed. All right, give us a good drinking game. Mine's more just being a pain in the ass. Like it's good for when you're going home after a long night. Um, you've just got any cab that any taxi that drives past you, you've got to pull them over and then just say, "Excuse me, I wonder if you could tell me what the time is." Oh. And the winner of the winner of the game is the person who can ask the most questions to the cabbie before he drives off. Fantastic, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it would be better if you actually got them to start the meter as well. Yeah. Just like have the door half ajar as if you are going to get in, so they're clocking oh, off and they're like, "All oh, right, thanks, slam the that's door." That's right. Thanks, buddy. Have a good, yeah. night. good point, Dean. Because cab drivers have had it too good for too long, haven't they? That's true. But with all their money and flashy gold teeth, that's one reason to keep taxi industry alive because you can't do that with a. You can't. No, no, one star you. That's the problem with them. Yeah, you're responsible. Yeah. <laughs> Merrickville here in Triple M. Joined this afternoon by uh, Cam Knight, the comedian Cam Knight. Uh, you know, that's me. Your voice I said there, something mate. weird and I just tried to cover for it and then it didn't really work and I went, oh, now I've forgotten what I'm doing. Great to have you here, Cam. Thank you. Uh, read a story today about an uh, Australian guy called Jake Ryan. He's 28 years of age mm-hmm. and he's had sex with 1,700 women. Wow, that's a town. Yeah. <laughs> that's more than the town that I grew up in. What are you saying? He's done your town. <laughs> He's done my town. He's done your town. <laughs> Probably twice. He knows all their names. Everything. God. Um, yeah. He's he's been a male escort for for two years. Two uh, years. Yeah. He's done seventeen hundred. He's done that. He's he, he's had, had seventeen hundred clients. Wow. Now, if you quickly do the maths on that, wow. okay, that's eight fifty a year. Right. Mm. There's three hundred sixty five days in a year. He's got to be operating it. Couple of day. Yeah. Two a day. Jesus. Yeah. He'd be sore, wouldn't he? He'd want to have a few he'd take a day he's, off. He's on the Nurofens every day. Oh, oof. Incredible. Hydrolytes. Hydrolytes. Um,
Jeez, that, that's he said. The biggest feedback I get is that uh, they can generally tell I want to please them, mm. and that I want to make their whole experience just as good as mine. Okay, women aren't selfish in the bedroom. I mean, he's talking. Obviously, he's a high end kind of male prostitute who's right. servicing women. Mm. Yeah, mm. okay, mate. As if any of us need to learn anything from you. I think we'd probably be better off speaking to a male gigolo who's far less expensive and probably less experienced. Makes sense. Well, and and speaking of those lower end, because as you mentioned, Mez, that Jake Ryan is probably at the upper echelon of of this world Mm -hmm. that I don't know much about. Um, We have managed through some amazing producing work uh, from our producer, Maddie, managed to get somebody... I guess at the lower end, Cam, yeah. of that world. Okay. Um, What's probably, his name? probably one of. Um, uh, well, look, we're keeping him anonymous, right. but for the sake of this, let's call him Mark. Mark. Um, oh. And we are going to disguise his voice. Uh, and Mark joins us on the line now. Mark, welcome to America. Hello, Hello uh, it's a pleasure to be here. You can call me Rod Dong. Rod like. Dong. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, Rod Dong. Rod Dong. Um, yes. So you're not selfish in the bedroom. Do you try and climax simultaneously with your client? Absolutely. Um, it's essential that we uh, climax together so I get to work pretty quickly and make sure that in the first 20 seconds we've both climaxed. Well, that's pretty quick. So 20 yes. seconds a pop. How much do you charge an hour? Um, I charge about $1,500 an hour. So to pleasure a woman, I make about $4.20. <laughs> Mate, in your experience, what do women like? Um, in my experience, um, women like shoes, um, handbags, um, silence whilst they're watching television, um, their friends going to the beach, um, not having their period. Um, they like they like lots of things. I, th- I think I oh. think Rod. I think he probably meant more in in the bedroom aspect. Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. Oh. <laughs> do you do you have a signature move, Rod Dong? Do you have a Dong yeah. move? What is it? Yes, um, I think all my prostitutes have a signature move. Um, you know, some guys, they might be the uh, reverse, reverse cowboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be um, the steam engine. Uh, my signature move is uh, crying in the fetal position. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, like to, I like to get a woman uh, right to the point of climax and then just curl into a ball like a slater <laughs> and cry and, and, and ask, ask them to yell at me. That is, that is one way to do it. What is the most sensitive part of a woman? Um, I'd have to say the most sensitive part of a woman is, in fact, um, their brain. Their brain is very sensitive. Oh. Or, or perhaps the piece of skin between their balls and their... Oh, sorry, no, hang on, that's me. Um, no, uh, women... <laughs> Is it's definitely the most sensitive part of a woman is probably their mother-in-law. Um, if you bring up their mother-in-law whilst you're pleasuring them, that will that will tend to be quite a sensitive issue. Have you ever had the mother-in-law involved in the bedroom as well? I try to, if I can. Um, oh, yeah. I try to get them involved there as a coach. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that I feel that women can relax more mm. if their mother-in-law is in the room at the same time as a male prostitute is servicing the bed. Okay. Uh, Rod, Rod, can I ask before we let you go? Because you've been very helpful. Is this? Is no, this no, a... I've got all the time in the world. If you'd like to continue talking to me for the next five or ten minutes, I've got plenty of time. This is, it is only four dollars twenty an hour. Oh, I don't feel like this conversation's tiring at all. Oh, I did want to ask: Is this? Is this around heading in towards Christmas and news? Is it a busy time of year for you? Oh, absolutely! It is. Deck the halls with balls of cotton. Um, <laughs> you. That's, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of lonely women who uh, come to Christmas time and 
Look, you know, they they need the company of a man, and as we know, Santa only comes once a year. Whereas oh, I, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, is, is there anything you? Is there anything? I don't think it's time to cut me off just yet. <laughs> is there anything you won't do, Rod? <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's a few things I won't do. Uh, chocolate starfish. Um, I cannot stand that band, and if they are playing whilst I'm making love to a woman. No goes on. I can tell you that right now. But other than that, um, the only thing I object to in the bedroom is listening skills. Right. Yeah, I won't right. do listening. I'm sorry. So. And do you? Uh, do you do? Comfort. Do you do men? Just asking for a friend. Uh, uh, is that friend? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I'll let you two sort this out off air. Uh, Four dollars twenty. This is a bargain. Forty for, for a male. Bargain. Um, Eleven dollars forty. I want the cash up front, thank you, because we know what you're like. You're a tight ass and two senses. Oops, I don't okay. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Over the years, the chaser has gone to war with, well, everyone. Now in our new podcast, we've joined with Border Force and ASIO to interrogate the scum that threaten our way of life. Writers, thinkers, and worst of all, comedians. Extreme fetting with the chaser. If you like comedy or national security, catch us on Podcast One. Download the app or listen at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One. Cam Knight is with me this afternoon. You can see Cam performing next week at the Comedy Store, uh, doing gigs headlining next week. 30th of November, 1st and 2nd of December. Dynamite. Get along and see Cam. Very, very funny stand-up. If you want something a little less impressive, Tuesday night, uh, Mooney and I are doing a show uh, also at the Comedy Store as well, comedystore.com.au. Just just go online and buy tickets for all the the shows. Buy all the tickets to the Comedy Store. Sell it out for the rest of the year. The world's a a really depressing place at the moment. Kim Jong is a total nutbag. Yes, You've got he is. Donald Trump. Everyone scares us. You know, we need the comfort of comedy. We do. And do you know what else is scary? The fact that this may be, or in fact is, the last time we're ever going to do this. Breaks my heart. When animals attack. Sad day for radio. It really is, you know. I actually got attacked by something that, well, belonged to an animal this week. <laughs> somebody, no, somebody, I was walking down the street and somebody egged me from a red 2006 Toyota Camry. And you I realised I re- and I realised that I'm very good at recognising the year, make and model of cars in a I was, crisis. I was going to say that. <laughs> it's like I picked that straight I was away. So how did you know it was a 2006? I just like, that's a 2006 no one, Camry. No one cares specifically about the date of a Toyota Camry. Yeah, but it's 2006 eggs. and you got eggs by Egging teenagers. Is, yeah, I think so. Would have been worse if it was a pension. Just a dad. It. Just an old angry dad. Get off the road. A mum just, just driving a, by his just angry. Oh, these Cam Knight. These egg eggs stink. Yeah, I got egged. Well, we do this game, and if you haven't heard it before, it's uh, survival techniques mm. on how to uh, I, prevent yourself being being killed by. I, I present animal. you guys with an animal. You guys tell me how you would survive an attack from that animal. Now, I love this game. Very this quickly, I just wanted to point out that we started doing this game on the 29th of August. This is edition seven, the final one we're ever going to do. But th- we started doing this on the 29th of August yeah. through till now, November second. Mm. News dot com posted an article online. What? Called, and I'm just bringing up the title of it here. It when was animals called, attack? 
How to survive attacks from Australia's most deadly animals. Get out. Uh, and they are all the animals we had done. It's everything we've done. Oh, everything we'd done. It, so somebody's just been listening to the show. And gone. That's a great... Had a slow news well, day. Well, and went well, on punching well. this head. Well, okay. Plagiarism. Okay. Right I see on. what's going on here, Cam. They're yes. ripping off our segment here, yeah. right? So what they do is they just go, oh, that's what the cool kids are into. Yeah. We'll just rip that off. Okay. Yeah. So today we'll be telling you how to survive an attack from a trouser snake. <laughs> so if you're listening, news.com.au. That is not on the list. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a theme to this one, okay. guys. We're going, we we're, going into, we're going into the movie world today. Oh, okay. Yeah. So who wants to go first? Cam. Cam. Right. Yep. Here you yep. go. Mm-hmm. According to Jurassic Park, Ooh. how do you survive an attack, or how do you avoid attack from a T Rex? Okay. Good. Right. So they're you know they're big. Yeah. They're big things. All right, the T Rex. You know what? Good start, Cam. Correct. So you know what? I was wrong. I, I, in fact, gotta... I, I'm thinking about withdrawing from the competition now. You've got to get out. They don't have great eyesight. They've got a very good sense of smell. So you have to. Uh, you have to sort of outrun them and try and find somewhere to hide. No, 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 no. 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 You've got to like, r- r- no. out, you know, outmaneuver them no. and stuff and no. hide. No, you're in a building wrong. they can't get no. into. No. I saw the movie. No. no, you didn't see the movie. What are we going to do? You've got to stand still. They've got terrible eyes. Correct. Oh, you, you, don't don't stand you don't move. You don't move. Cover yourself still. in mud. No, that's <laughs> predator, but good. Um, because that is that is um, their sense movement. Yeah. Yes. Right. There you go. Okay. Cam, you. I thought you were just going to nail that. You're saying all the right things. And then he said, yeah. then so they've got really, really uh, bad eyesight. Yeah, yeah. What should you do? <laughs> Run. Run. Yeah, he got, he got the four player well, right. But that the, would the, be cr- good. At the critical moment there, he uh, shot his bolt early. Mez. <laughs> Merrick Watts. Yes. According to the movie, yes. Snakes on a Plane. Oh. How would you survive a snake on a plane? Oh, yeah. Don't board it. <laughs> Don't board the plane. It's really that simple. Yeah. If you're yeah. not on that flight, I reckon you'll be okay. Depends. Was I that was that pl- was that snake trying to join the Mile High Club? Or <laughs> oh, there's a few snakes. There we go. Not, not a trouser snake. Uh, I haven't actually seen the film. Okay. Well, how do you mm. think you would survive a snake on a plane? I would imagine that you would need to lock yourself into a part of the plane where they are not. You shoot out the windows to depressurise the plane, sucking the snakes out. Don't we then get sucked out a little bit? Like, nah, yeah, it fits through the windows. What if, yeah, they're, right. what if they're wearing seatbelts? <laughs> what is a bloody big? What if it's an anaconda? You've got to get rid of the whole window, then, don't yeah. you? Are you guys suggesting there are plot holes in snakes on a plane? No, this no, is. No, I thought no. it was based on fact, wasn't yeah, it? No. Okay. It was a biography. Right. Camp. Yes. How do you survive? A giant shark, or rather, in this case, how do you kill a giant shark as in Jaws? Oh, right. I, you need some dynamite. Mm. Yeah. He's, he's on it. You need some dynamite. Nah, he's got You've got to blow mm. it up. Yeah. All right. Dynamite, though. You let it swallow your hole and punch and kick your way out. <laughs> no. I don't you, you, get, you get some bait. You make yeah. a bait bomb. Yeah. So you, make a, you bait it. And then it comes along and goes, oh, look at this. Oh, that looks like delicious meat filled with dynamite. We're not allowed any weapons, no, apparently. You're meant to, not allowed uh, any weapons. You're meant to stuff a pressurised scuba tank into the shark's mouth, yes. climb the mast of a ship and shoot the tank. That was going to be my next That's one. Blowing I was up definitely the shark. going to say that next. Yeah, That's how they kill the shark. Yeah. No, I, have, I haven't seen yours for a very long time. Right. I don't like well, sharks. Well, in the same vein, Merrick Watts, how, how do you survive or how do you stop a sharknado? Oh, oh that is... <laughs> Very, very good. Number one, yeah. you've got to create a low-pressure system. Absolutely. How do you do that, Mez? Talk <clears throat> us through that, Science Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the Curiosity Show featuring Here we go. Watts. What you do, yeah. you've got a Sharknado. Mm-hmm. It's caused by a high-pressure system. 
Hot air's travelling up. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to cool that down. So you need to go to Antarctica, snap off a massive piece of glacial ice, yes. float it to the vicinity of wherever the Sharknado is, yeah. I'm presuming, and warm tropical waters, possibly around the Florida Keys. Yep. You bring that there. It kills the, the temperature of the water there, therefore diffusing the Sharknado. No. Oh, are, you you are you joking? I thought that was foolproof. Mate, what are you, you talking about, Liam? You go up in a helicopter and throw bombs at it according We're, to the movie. Come on, you said we weren't allowed weapons. This is cheating. Is you bullshit. get up in a helicopter and throw, throw bombs, bombs at it, it from above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when, when there's a tornado, yeah. get up in a helicopter. Yeah. Your first Why not? Because oh. they're really good in high winds, helicopters, the aren't they? Let's get the most unstable aircraft we can find. Why not? Did anybody get a paraglider? Or might just go up in my kite and just see what happens. All right, Cam. Yes. And Mez is... Actually, no, I'll save the last one for Mez. Cam, how do you survive an attack, or rather, how do you kill a gremlin? Kick it (laughs) in the balls. (laughs) Put it in a microwave. Put it in the microwave. No, that was in the movie. No, that was one of them was in the movie. Chuck it in the microwave. Yeah, no, he's legit there. Whatever you do... Bright light. You don't put any liquid on their backs. No, not lots any of, form of liquid, man. Maintain eye contact with me right here. 100% no liquids. They don't like liquid. There's a lot of, a lot of, I know a lot of creatures that will mm. turn into a gremlin if you they put sure liquid will. on their Merrick, back. Don't the get very, your gremlin out either. Do not get your gremlin out and let it attack another gremlin. Cam, help me out Okay, here. mate, sorry. For the very last <laughs> question oh. ever in When Animals Attack. Here we go. Here we go. How do you survive an attack from the predator? Wow. Here we go. Talk us through the movie, the plot line. Let's see how we go. Who remembers it? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the original. Mate. The original. Of course, first of all, mm. you cover yourself in mud. Yep. To disguise your heat signature, That's then it. you lure it into a trap made out of sharpened spikes, yes. and you put your knife on the end of a piece of wood mm-hmm. on a branch, and you have a homemade spear. But it doesn't take the bait, because just before it goes underneath the log where the spikes are, it fills one of the spikes and goes, oh, what are we I know doing? what you're doing. Wait, yeah, wait. We've only got a certain you amount of time. That's the question I'm giving you the answer. <laughs> yeah. Then it goes around the top, and before you know it, you go, Oh, I know what to do. Then you throw something at some explosives and it's a disaster. The animal dies, predator dies, the end. Get in a helicopter, throw bombs at it. Cam, yep, great. Thank you so you much. It's been an low... absolute pleasure being a part of the show. When Thanks the for predator having me. comes, you create a low pressure system. Sense of ISO. Thank you very much Thanks, for Thanks, guys. It's been now. awesome. Just want to have a quick chat today. Uh, my phone, oh man, you realize how completely dependent you become on technology. I've had some dramas with my phone and my account linking to my wife's phone where we would get our text messages would sync and our phone calls sync because we're mm. on the same um, Apple ID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a bit confusing. I was never going to be able to fix it yeah. because I'm married. And it also lends itself to some dangerous situations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happened is I accidentally sent myself a dick pic. <laughs> I was so... You've got... That is... I was so offended. I felt sick. I felt sick. I don't, I, don't need, I don't need that. Anyway. Um, Did you put a nice filter on it, though? I mean, it was beautifully filtered. Yeah. In sepia. It was in sepia. <laughs> or, or something was seeping. Anyway. Uh, okay. I, so our phones were linked anyway. So my, my wife had to go to the Apple store, take 
my phone, her phone, and my laptop and get them all, get all new Apple IDs or something. I don't know. Anyway, so I was without my phone mm. for the good part of the morning. Now, uh, we always have a little bit of a chat in the morning. You, me, and Maddie, we get on the phone. We have a talk about what we're going to do on the show. Yep. Just for about five minutes. Yeah. I offer nothing. Then we go. Um, so this morning, I couldn't do the phone call because I didn't have my phone. So then I said, why don't you just, I said, sent mes- a message to Maddie saying, oh, I won't have my phone today because I've mm. got to go to the Apple store. Just ring my home phone number. And he was pissing himself laughing <laughs> that I've got a home phone. I've got a home phone. Do you Which have a landline? Is, no, of course not. Don't you have a landline? No. What would I ever need a landline? I've got a landline. Because you're, you're you know, you're 44 tomorrow. That's not, but they don't give you one because when you turn 43, they don't give you a landline, If you mate. didn't have a landline, what would you hook your fax machine up to? I don't have a fax. Oh, well, I do, actually. I do. And I've, yeah. and I've got a printer yeah. as it's well. The fax house. machine. It's what you put your pager on top of when you get Shh, home at night. Shut up. <laughs> don't. Don't be rude. It's, it's partially accurate. Yeah. But I've got... And I've got... The only thing, too, not only do I have... Um, a, a landline. Mm. I've got a proper old school dial phone. You know, like, oh, that, that, like you see in the movies. Yeah, so like that a, when you when you need to dial the number nine, it takes half an hour to come back mate, around. Mate, I I thought I thought they're cool. They're not cool. No, they're annoying. Yes. You can't press redial with these things. You got to put your finger in a hole, which I'm not necessarily opposed to. But you got to keep turning the dial. Oh God! It's seriously. It's like sometimes you've had a few too many drinks, and yeah. then you come home and yeah. then you have a crank, and you get okay. Yeah. Anyway, this is some audio of me f- that I recorded on my proper real iPhone, and I recorded me trying to use my house phone. Okay, this is me calling myself on my house phone. We'll put down that phone. Listen to that. That's the. That sounds, sounds like I'm soaring something. Sounds like on the ash on the space movies, like in Apollo thirteen, when they're getting the readings coming through on that big machine, yeah. and then they rip the big bit of paper off. They're not cool. No. I don't know. I don't know what got, you know. It's it's because I've had it for ages and ages from way back. Uh, it's from yeah, because you're old. No, no, it's from my days as a sex phone operator. So, you know, sex phone. <laughs> yeah, I was for for I used to do phone sex. I don't want to talk about it. I definitely don't want to talk about Before it. Radio. Before radio. Before radio, I was a phone sex operator. And I used to talk dirty for money. Look. That's... <laughs> I definitely don't want to talk oh. about it. Can you pick the guy who's just gone, oh, so little cares, and then it's got to Friday, and it's after five on a Friday. So what? few cares. So few I mean, if, er, if anybody wants to call through and try out Mez's old, see if he's still got the old, you know, no, no, let's magic get touch. Let's get power. Oh, don't, don't. Is that what your no. your name was? Magic touch. Magic Mez? touch. <laughs> magic Mez. What? Yuck. <laughs> One triple three five three. What's the oldest piece of technology that you're currently using in your home? I've got a dial phone. Right, but I bet somebody's got a fax or something even older. Maybe somebody's got like a Betamax recorder or even a VHS recorder. Here's the thing: I don't even have a CD player in my house anymore. Yeah, I, no, I chucked I it out. I chucked it out to cancel cleanup about three months the ago. The oldest thing I've got probably is still I've still got a DVD player. Yeah, oh, and that's starting one, to get. One, I don't one, use one, it. No, I got it's one of my Xbox. There. I use my Xbox for it, but I don't actually have a proper DVD. Use your player Xbox. Anymore. Yeah, I use my Xbox to play DVD. Sorry, you said you're turning forty-four tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's my son's Xbox. <laughs> it's mine. Call of Duty, mate. You never get too old for Call of Duty. That is that is real deal. One triple three five three. 
What's the oldest piece of technology that you're using in your home right now? Give us a call. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, Gary Megan here. If you know me, then you know that I love everything about food. And now I'm sharing that love with my podcast series, A Plate to Call Home. Listen now on Podcast One as I speak to fascinating people about the innovative things that they're doing in food and, of course, share their stories. If you're into food, you'll love my podcast, A Plate to Call Home. Download the app or listen now at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One. Taking your calls on one triple three five three. What's the oldest piece of technology that you're using in your home? I've got a dial-up phone, but then again, it may actually be because I uh, was referring to the fact a moment ago that we, we might have all these calls ringing up because they want to hear my impersonation of my days as a phone sex worker. <laughs> Dave in Campbelltown, what are you wearing? Dave. Yeah, mate. Just kidding. Dave, uh, what's the oldest piece of technology you got, mate? Dot matrix printer. A dot oh. matrix printer? And do you still use it, Dave? Yeah, occasionally. Okay, what do you print out? Is it a special occasions printout? What do you use it for? Uh, just to print out general things. So, hang on, how do you fill up the ink on, on one of the old school dot printer? Uh, believe it or not, I still have original toners from back then. So what did you, did you buy a whole lot in bulk, Dave, and just hang on to them just because you were too much of a tight ass to go and buy a new printer and you just went, I'm just going to buy some of these? No, my parents did. So how many, when you say you've got a few, how many have you got? Uh, about four left. Ooh. So, so Dave, you're, you're genuinely using a piece of technology that was surpassed back in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Correct, yeah. Can, so can you put an actual date, like give us a year roughly, Dave, of when that was purchased? Uh, 1986. Oh. <laughs> Dave, oh, let it go. Mate, there's 3D printers now. Yeah, and up until a couple of years ago, I still had the carbon copy print paper for it too. Oh, old school. Oh, wow, Dave. You, I'm surprised you were able to call us. <laughs> surprised. Actually, did we just talk to Dave through a piece of string and two tickets? He cans? sent that message in through Pigeon. Yeah, Dave on the South Coast. Hello, champ. G'day. How you going, boys? Really good, good mate. Day. What's the oldest piece of technology you're using in your house? Yeah. I just turned 50 this year. Legend. And I have, when I was 10, I was given a bedside clock radio. Mm-hmm. And so it's a blue, blue lettering yep. on it. And when it, and my wife hates it with a passion mm. because it gives off this high pitched squealing alarm. Yeah, plus the sexy, change. plus the sexy glow. Oh, and, and let me tell you, when you go to change the alarm time in the morning, because mm. the buttons are so worn, mm. it takes about half an hour to, as it keeps going around and around at 1,000 miles an hour to get it to 6 o'clock or 6.30 or... Yeah. She hates it. It's an ugly, faux pas timber-looking, big square box piece of crap, and I love it. Oh, I think it's great that you've hung <laughs> on to it, Dave, because, specifically because you know that your wife hates it. So yeah. what does that say about your relationship? I love it, Dave. Well done. <laughs> love it. Well done. Asinine. Good. Uh, I've got uh, Mick in Basil. Good day, mate. Hey, lads. How are you? Very good. good. Great to have you on the show, Mick. What's happening? Your monsters, how's going all right? Oh, you know, just uh, going to cruise into a pretty massive weekend. Probably going to go down to Bondi and get on the back. Oh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <at all>. <laughs> <laughs> jokes. Jokes. Uh, mate, what, what's the other piece of technology that you've got in your Boys, house? 
I'm rocking the Sega Master System 2, cousin. Oh, wow. That, what year did that come out, Mick? Oh, sometime in the I think it was about 80, 80, maybe 87 or or something like that, it's or maybe 85. Original, maybe? Originally released in 1985. 85? Yeah. Does yeah. it still work? Yeah, Alex the Kid, you've got to you've got to open up the thing a little bit sometimes and, and blow and the blow dust it. out of it to yeah. get it to kick on. Yeah, but she goes all right. That's how you used to have to fix the Nintendo with the old cassettes. You just blow. Like, that's right. Oh, bit of thinners and Liam, clean it up. And then Liam it fixes a few things right, like that. Mate, well done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he gets, gets a contract, Mick. Don't, Mick. Don't support him in this. <laughs> Walk straight into that, mate. Straight into it. Oh, it's like shooting fish Mate, you're the one who's been in radio for 21 years. Oh, but you're the one who cares. (laughs) (laughs) Sean and St. Mary's. G'day, mate. How you going, mate? Very good indeed. All right, what old piece of technology are you currently using? Uh, Old VHS, tape recorder. VHS, okay, so not beta max. You obviously no, no, not not the beta, the VHS. Yeah, okay. So which which year model do you reckon it was? Because VHS obviously well, had a, a pretty good lifespan there for a bit. I think probably ninety six, ninety seven, mm. mm. around that that time. You adopted it in ninety six, ninety seven. Uh, it was my wife when I met her. <laughs> oh. Okay, has yeah. it got the remote? Is it uh, a cordless remote or has it got a cord? Nah, cordless, mate, cordless. Yeah. Hey, Sean, um, do you mind if I ask if the reason you're holding on to it is because you've got certain tapes that are only still playable so on that true. machine? <laughs> I got rid of them when the kids came along. Oh, isn't that the worst day of your life? I mean, nothing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. When you have to go to a public park and just dump a bag in a bin. What? I don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> got time for one more. Have we? Yeah. <laughs> Liam's just going, can this just end? Daniel in Caring Bar. Hello, mate. Hey, buddy. All right, what old piece of technology you got in your house? Uh, the oldest one I've got is a National Panasonic uh, record player with tape player, and you, rec- you can record from the record to the tape. Oh, that's proper old school. So you could go off the vinyl onto the cassette and record through the one machine. Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so was everyone's buy... dream. You were pi- you, that was the, the first days of pirating, Liam. You wouldn't remember this. That was the first day of pirating. That's when you can pirate Yeah, mate, and I did a lot of pirating back then. I did a lot of it because I'd buy a record. My mates would buy a record, and we'd record about five or six tapes out of it. Oh, Because um, it's got the double tape, so all you needed to do was play the record once, record it, and then you could record the rest of the tapes off the other tape. Oh, bootleg. Sounds, That's proper bootleg. Yeah. You guys you guys are crazy. You don't know what we're talking about. You guys about. are wild. You, do, you don't know what we're talking about. No. Stop being young. <laughs> been a big week in politics, marriage equality, more controversy about the dual citizenship, but sadly, one of the great characters in Australian politics is gone, Jackie Lambie. But I spoke to her early in the week, her and her father, live from the woodshed in Tasmania. Jackie, thank you very much for your time. Oh, hi, Marex. It's very nice to be seeing you in Marexville and all that. Uh, hi to you, Liam. I identify with Liam because um, I'm... Um, I'm from a place where people get teased a lot too. Yeah, and, hi, Jackie. Uh, you actually look like a Tasmanian, are you? He, he You've got a bit of a busted head, <laughs> and um, like me, and you're welcome down here in Launceston or home at any time you want to come down to Woodshed. Thank well, you, Jackie. Whereabouts are you right now, Jackie? Well, Dad's become very protective of the whole uh, dual citizenship in Brooklyn, and he's locked us in the woodshed. Uh, we've been chopping wood for the last 72 hours and uh, just drinking Bogues cans and discharging a firearm out uh, of the crack. I think uh, 
I think I hit. I think I hit a wobby. Um, but uh, Dad's hunkered down, and uh, he's um, he's not making any statement at the moment. So this is an exclusive from the woodshed. Uh, Senator Lambie, can I ask you? Did you ever have any suspicion that your dad was indeed Scottish? Oh no, I didn't. I always thought he was dinky dye. Apart from the fact that he always wore a kilt, has a massive red hair, constant smell of haggis in the kitchen, his kilt. The fact that he <laughs> he loved headbutting man or beast. Uh, that his favourite comedian is Billy Connolly. Um, that he would always just drink whiskey from a bottle. And he was outrageously violent <laughs> at football. Apart from that, no, I no never idea. even no never idea. thought that he was Scottish at all. Uh, uh, Senator Lambie, you, you said that uh, uh, you're in the woodshed with your father. Is your father there now? Can we? Can, do you think we can well, speak actually, to him? Dad, Dad is here. I'll put him on. Hello, it's Mr. Lambie. Hello, Mr. Lambie. How are you? It's Mr. Lambie Mer- speaking. It's Mary Keith. Listen, Paul, I'll have you. All right. I'll- I've got some haggis cooking. Oh, Not okay. Just a scorch, Chucky. Uh, uh, first of all, I just want to ask you, uh, Mr. Lambie, you must be very proud of your daughter, Jackie. I'm very proud of Jackie. She's a, she's a grand lass. Hey, she knows how to drink, and she can mix it up too. I what? tell you what, she'd punch those racists straight out. What, what's it, what, can you remember a time from her childhood, what was the most incredibly outrageous thing that she ever did as a child, Mr. Lambie? Well, she was always into war movies, and I remember as a child, uh, she decided to go full camouflage, took all her clothes off, covered herself in mud, and disappeared into the bush for seven days, just living on roadkill. It sounds like uh, a scene from Predator. She was never the same. Um, Can I ask you, Ms. Lambie, did you know that you were indeed a Scottish citizen? No, no idea. I love tartan, and uh, I hate vegetables. I hate the English. But I had no idea I was Scottish. I like to dance and yeah. uh, throw logs. Yeah, yeah, okay. You throw logs as well? Yep. I throw logs. <laughs> you throw logs? Yep. Have you ever thrown a log? Uh, I've dropped one. They're warmer than, <laughs> they're warmer than you think. Hey. <laughs> okay, uh... Mr. Lambie, uh, can I ask you one more question before we go in a second? We're going to sure. be we're going to be doing a, a quiz. I love uh, your show, by the way. I, I did it up on digital. Oh yeah, digital shortwave radio here in the woodshed. Hey, digital shortwave radio. Do you do you love digital? <laughs> I love digital, and uh, I love my radio too. <laughs> Mr. Lambie, hey, you're a rude one. You are. You're a wee benny benny. Hey. Mr. Lambie, I don't just... know why people think I'm Scottish. <laughs> really and truly. Hey. Just uh, before I let you go, we're uh, about to do a quiz in a minute um, about what's uh, what's your favourite ice cream. What's your, fav- <laughs> what's, what's your favourite ice cream? My favourite ice cream, man. By the way, I love the show. I was looking at it last week. I've got to agree with you. I love Bubble O' Bill. Oh, Who yeah? doesn't want to lick a Western frontiersman until one of his balls drops off? <laughs> It has been a great week. I've enjoyed myself immensely, and I'm looking forward to seeing you all again on Monday. So before we go, of course... Your old mate Rofy's coming in. Rofy's coming in on Monday. Yeah. Good times. And then Lawrence is coming in on Tuesday. Oh, oh it's going to be so dangerous. And then Wednesday, That's last it. day. And it's all about last you guys. Day. All about... And I'm bringing in the can of petrol, and I'm going to burn it. Oh, I mean, uh, nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Good times. Good times is what we're going to have. Uh, let's um, let's end the week with um, Battle of the Burbs then. Seriously, that it was just a joke. 
Well, it's been a big week in Sydney. And as usual, it's time to call a meeting at the Merrickville Council Chambers to vote on which suburb gave us the best call this week. Merrick has just a few days left on air, which means he'll be spending more time with the kids. Presumably. Hopefully, he doesn't let them watch any movies they shouldn't, like Luke in Castle Ray. Hey, I'm a kid of the 80s, born in 85, so I was around in the golden age of horror movies, mate. Yep. And I, I used to sit down with my mum as a little fella and watch Freddy Krueger, quite confused. Oh. Or Harry in DY. I was about three or four. And what did you end up saying? So, it was supposed to be Toy Story, but uh, my parents had to record it over on the VTR, Striptease. Striptease. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, wow. well, that's a very different Woody, isn't it? <laughs> now to the other end of the life cycle, where Peter in Cambridge Gardens took his pensioner parents on a lovely day out. Pensioner excursion, where to? Tudors. Oh! <laughs> Cars these days aren't made like they used to be. Even a small scratch can cost hundreds of dollars. So spare a thought for Steve in Winston Hills. A few weeks ago, I was driving down a narrow street and managed to just clip the wingman on a Porsche. You hit a mirror on a Porsche and it cost you $35,000. Yeah. But Richie and Richmond's mate topped that. Back in the 90s, mate of mine was driving through Canberra and a TE Gemini, turned in front of a uh, Diablo, hit the anchors, hit the front right hand quarter, and it looked like maybe a scratch, $48,000. <laughs> <laughs> and with Merrick spending more time at home, perhaps there'll be more time with his wife. If you uh, catch the drift. The music probably helped. And while Merrick's music selection for mood setting is straight to the point... Blur's song two goes for one minute 57 seconds. Um, <laughs> Troy and Minto's song is a little bit concerning. You know when you're, you've got three kids, right? So you've you got the oldest one, so you're trying to conceive the second child or the third child. Yes. Well, what do you do? You put the wiggles on, you put the kids down in front of it, and they watch the TV, so... <laughs> either the middle one or the last one could have been made to, you know... Toot, toot in my big red car. Yeah, yeah. Hot potato, hot potato. Hot potato, hot potato. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Somebody was holding a hot potato and it wasn't yeah. one of the kids. Hot potato. Yeah. But I hope you haven't gone along to a Wiggles concert and just cracked a massive boner in your pants. <laughs> oh. That was the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app.